0: Welcome to Rethinking the News. I'm your host, Samantha Lining perfos
1: We're walking on this uh, natural forest. It's beautiful, lonely.
0: This is Alfredo Sosa, the Monitor's Director of Photography. Here, he's with our reporter, Noah Davis. And they're hiking up Patrol Mountain in Montana's Bob Marshall Wilderness, to meet wildfire lookout Samsara Duffy. For more than 25 years, she's spent summers in a mountaintop cabin with 360-degree views. Alone on Firewatch, she's developed a complex view of environmental responsibility as the West continues to battle the effects of climate change. For Alfredo, it was an assignment unlike any other. Here, he talks about this experience and his secrets to taking a great photo. When you and the reporter arrived to start hiking up the mountain, what happened? I heard there was some emergencies that you guys had to navigate.
1: The night before, there was a big storm. We encountered a mudslide that completely blocked the road. So after a few seconds of panic, we both agreed that, you know, we had reached a point of no return and we had to keep going no matter what. We left the cars on the side of the road. We're walking, hoping for the best. The problem is that we were still, I would guess, at least 10 to 15 miles from the trailhead. And luckily, we came across some people who were camping on the other side of the mudslide. They were kind enough to give us a ride. And 20 minutes later, we are dropped off at the trailhead, ready to go.
0: I feel like this assignment specifically was very physically strenuous. Have you had to do that a lot throughout your photography career?
1: Well, to be honest, photography is a very physical activity. We know how difficult it is to get a good photo, so we shoot a lot more than a regular person. We're like up, down, around the subject, climbing things. Uh, It's like a contact sport almost, and the equipment is heavy. However, in terms of getting to the assignment, this has been the hardest. So the time has come to cross this river. I'm just hoping that my equipment doesn't get wet if I take a fall, but uh, we'll see. I'm feeling the altitude, I think. But keep going.
0: So being up in the mountains with some sorrow... What was it like photographing her?
1: I was actually concerned because I'm thinking, I'm going to go and meet a person who chooses willingly to spend weeks and weeks at a time every year by herself on top of a mountain. So I'm thinking this person obviously doesn't enjoy casual conversation with strangers, to put it mildly, right? I was thinking, okay, I'm going to show up there. I'm going to have a camera. Photography is very intrusive also. Like I said, we take a lot of photos. And the space where she is, I'm going to be generous and say 15 feet by 15 feet. And there's stuff in there. There's a bed, a desk, a stove. So there's zero room for move around. This is a bad combination. So I was really worried. But to prove me wrong, I, we just arrived to the mountain, and she comes out. She has lemonade for us. Hello. We made it. We made it. She has a border collie that keeps her company. What's her name? May. Hi, May. Yeah. So she herself broke the ice immediately, which was a great gift to me because normally as a photographer, I am the one who has to break the ice. I always tell people that like first photos that I take never work, and it's when you create this connection to the person and both of you, photographer and subject, implicitly agree to have this dance that things work. Uh, with her, I was so surprised. She was just ready for it.
0: What do you mean it's like a dance?
1: It's like a dance with somebody who you never danced with before. You will step on each other's toes at first, right, until you learn, okay, this person likes to go this way, or with we, we photography, the same way. I pull out a camera, I put it in front of you, I'm walking around, and it is until that person understands the process and is willing to be comfortable that then the real stuff happens. A photographer can control the lighting, composition, But really, the connection with the subject, that has to be given to you.
0: What struck you most about her and her personality?
1: She was very joyful.
0: I love the flowers up here. I love listening to the weather change. The joy here is getting up every day and being able to look at this landscape and learning how things change.
1: I only spent one night, but I learned that by being there that she gets this amazing light show every night and every morning, something that I never seen before. I mean, how the sun comes from behind the mountains and it lights the mountains and every 10 seconds is lighting the mountains in a different way or different mountains are being lit. It was impressive. It's a fleeing moment and it was so amazing that I was outside running around the tower <laughs> like a madman taking photos. I'm not wearing anything warm. It is like 45 degrees at 8,000 feet. I was not willing to come inside and put a jacket on out of fear that I was going to miss the two minutes where everything's happening. And she gets this every day.
0: Did experiencing that yourself give you insight into why she has continued to, like, persevere in this job?
1: For sure. The whole landscape is very dramatic. Many times you are at the same height as the clouds. The clouds change colors. So everything is new all the time, and it's hard to put a value on that. And I can see how that is what keeps her coming back.
0: It seems like a huge responsibility to look after the land in the way that she does.
1: It is, and she is not just looking for fire. The only electricity she has is she has two solar panels to power a radio. So she has no electric lights, nothing, but there is a radio that works. And... Forest Service crews are always working in the area. All the crews check in with her in the morning.
0: And then I'm going to get my first radio call of the day here in a moment.
1: And then in the evening, she doesn't sign off until every single crew has checked in. And they don't all check in at the same time. Once everybody checks in, then she says, okay, I'm, I'm off the clock. And she relaxes. So she has responsibility towards the people also, their safety.
0: Well, before we go, is there anything else about the trip that struck you that would be cool for people to hear?
1: Living on the East Coast, you know, everything is close together, full of people, and the views are kind of limited by structures or trees. And when I was there, you could see as far as you could. It really makes you think about your position in the world, you know, as this little tiny individual it's an experience I would recommend to people. It is made stronger because I had not my comfort things with me. So no running water, no electricity, nothing. So it's just you and nature. It makes you realize, or oh, it humbles you. It humbles you in a really nice way.
0: Well, thank you so much, Alfredo. I'm glad it was such an amazing trip.
1: I'm glad I could do it.
0: Thanks for listening. To find links to the story featuring Samsara Duffy and photos by Alfredo, visit csmonitor.com rethinkingthenews. This story was hosted by me, Samantha Lainey-Perfos, and co-produced with Jingnan Pung. Edited by Clay Collins. Our sound engineers were Jeff Turton and Noel Flatt. Copyright by the Christian Science Monitor, 2022.